Sometimes it feels we're inside out And I've made some poor decisions lately It's common in air quotes Infused with the scent of potpourri Films we commit to memory Crossing the felt ropes Watching from home on my TV Looking at all my eyes can't see They tell me I view obsessively <laughs> I don't know how to bring wow. it in So <laughs> awesome uh, okay, hello and welcome to The Obsessive Viewer, where a movie and TV podcast that covers a specific topic, be it genre, trope, movie, or show each episode. You can find more of our work at ObsessiveViewer.com and more podcasts presented by Obsessive Viewer at ObsessiveViewer.com slash podcasts. And if you'd like to support what we do here, you can become a patron at Patreon.com slash ObsessiveViewer, where at $1 per month, you get access to over 150 exclusive B-roll episodes. And at the $2 a month level, you'll get access to that. That and TV review and reaction episodes, as well as some immediate reaction recordings I do after seeing a movie in the theater. And at the $5 a month level, you'll get all of that, plus movie commentary tracks and what I call Patreon potpourri, which is me just kind of talking about some recent movies uh, every now and then that I watch. Um, and finally, at the $10 a month level, you get all of that, plus all uh, all of that plus early access to podcast episodes and previously unreleased content. And again, that's at patreon.com slash obsessive viewer. I'm your host, the aforementioned Matt Hurt. And joining me today is, uh, a man of many talents who is, uh, we, we are going to be talking about what you guys just heard, but, yeah. uh, yeah, but we are welcoming, welcome, welcoming, welcoming back <laughs> Mr. Mike White. How are you doing this evening, sir? I'm great. That's a that's an interesting experience. I you know, I'm not uh, I'm not shy about like hearing my own songs anymore. That mm-hmm. that went away a long time ago. But like doing this podcast and then like like hearing me sing and then mm-hmm. now you have to hear me talk. There's uh, <laughs> there's I don't know if it's meta. I don't know if it's like <laughs> self-congratulatory. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, but uh, but it's interesting. I love it. I think it's awesome. Oh, yeah. It's so awesome. And I'm just so excited that we it's here. We have the new theme song. <laughs> it's it so is awesome. the new theme song. Yeah, yes. that's that's what's so cool. I remember um you were the first to back the kickstarter so <laughs> yep. uh we'll talk about this in a little bit i'm sure mm-hmm. but the theme song uh this is a product of when we did our last album uh we did a kickstar which offer, offered kickstarter which offered song shop options mm-hmm. where we would write a song with you uh and you obviously get to keep that song and do whatever you want with it and uh, matt was the first person to back the kickstarter mm-hmm. And uh, he wanted a new theme song for the Obsessive Viewer podcast. So we wrote uh, a song that's called A Little Mad Sometimes. I love theme it so from much. Obsessive Viewer podcast. So I you just it heard so it. so much. Yeah. Which, which is the, I, I don't know, I feel like I'm being a little too bombastic, but I'm excited about it. That's the world premiere. You, yeah. uh, this oh, is, yeah. The song comes out tomorrow. Yep. I, I think uh, this episode is going to drop. Mm-hmm. It should be Thursday, the 21st. Yep. Uh, and and the song will be out everywhere tomorrow, but that's that's the first time that's it's being so heard. So awesome! I'm I'm so excited because like okay, first of all, let me say up front that 
I was I was the first person to back the Kickstarter. I had like an alarm set for when that Kickstarter was kicking off <laughs> in addition awesome. to the email that was going to come through that I already knew was going to come through. Yeah. Um, I was just yeah. like, okay, well, I need to make sure refresh and everything because um, I was very, very excited about the prospect of, of – uh, commissioning you guys to make that's a awesome. Theme song. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, those yeah. we we set the limit on the mm-hmm. on the on the song shops at only six songs. Mm-hmm. We we know that you know the process for writing a song is kind of laborious, and we're also kind of working on our own music, right? Uh, and we wanted these to be real songs, full mm-hmm. full band, our full effort, uh, not you know just a, an acoustic guitar and a voice, mm-hmm. and so. Um, we we capped it at six and they sold out immediately. That's so uh, awesome. It was. It was really cool. And mm-hmm. I'm so grateful to, to everyone uh, who was willing. And I, and I don't know for certain, but I like to think that there are a few people and I, I apologize to those people. But mm-hmm. um, I like to think there are a few people who kind of wanted one uh, and didn't get to because they sold out. So yeah. I feel good about that. It, it was a cool thing that people were interested in that kind of thing. So, oh, yeah. Another reason why I made sure to get in on the ground floor on that. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. And if you guys listening want to hear the song workshop stuff, the song shop, like, like, like the one-on-one that I did with, with Mike and Dustin, yeah. um, where like, I basically just, I was like, I don't know anything about music, but, uh, <laughs> these are the movies I like and everything. Um, <laughs> you can hear the full, the full conversation on Patreon, um, that accompanies this episode. I think it's like Patreon episode 157, probably. I don't know. But, um, but yeah, mm-hmm. uh, check that out. Patreon.com slash obsessive viewer. Just $1 mo- per month gets you access to that. But yeah. Um, very excited. We, was, uh, yeah. we also posted it on my Patreon. Oh, you uh, did you, end up you, posting the, it there. as good as it gets. Patreon, nice. yeah. Uh, it's actually live. You you can also hear it there. Nice. So maybe this isn't the world premiere. <laughs> I don't know. We don't have that many patrons. Uh, it, it's it's more of a, a donations kind of thing. But yeah. <clears throat> um, this is the I'll, I'm calling this the world premiere. Yeah. That was uh, that was a preview yeah. teaser. I I like that. I like that. Um, yeah. And I mean, the, uh, our Patreon supporters are going to get early access to this. So I'm probably going to hopefully get this whole episode up maybe tonight. Uh, oh, them. cool. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, awesome. On Patreon. So yeah. Um, but, but yeah, so, so let's talk a little bit about the theme song and everything because like they're like, it's just, I mean, it's great, dude. It's so great. Like <laughs> I, yeah, like I had, I I had this idea that like I was like okay I don't know anything about anything but I like I like the guy I like the music you guys make and mm-hmm. I also like like 90s theme song sitcom theme songs I kind of wanted that vibe so I mm-hmm. brought that information to you guys and then I was all, like I think you or Dustin were like well let's make a lot of movie references or or something and I was just like okay well I'll make a list on Letterboxd of all the movies that I've rated 5 stars <laughs> And Mm -hmm. you guys packed the lyrics of this song with references (laughs) to so many movies. It's incredible. Like I'm going to have a, um, a letterbox list on, on my letterbox. That's going to be, it's just going to be called a little mad sometimes. And it's going to be every movie that's referenced in that with the accompanying lyric. That's, uh, that it's referenced that, that references it. And, it's like it's like 13 movies like and I'm just like this is so insane so impressive. that's awesome yeah <laughs> well I know um 
you as a music fan, I, I think one of the cool things about music is everybody kind of comes to it differently. Yeah. And you're kind of a lyrics first. Yep music fan Uh, i mean you kind of like what you like but Mm -hmm. when we talked a while ago about like our favorite songs Mm -hmm. you kind of came at it as like what lyrics impacted you most so yes i knew that that was important to you but if i could kind of rewind it a little bit uh Mm -hmm. and kind of talk about really the whole infancy of the song Mm -hmm. uh, uh for a little bit so when you first brought it up you're like hey i want you guys to do a new theme song and i'm like for the show like you want a, a like you're getting rid of the uh the old theme song <clears throat> and you're like yeah a new one and i'm like oh well that's an honor and that's mm. awesome but uh it's it's also kind of a, a huge task and i'm and i'm also so grateful that you said mm. that you wanted a mix between 90s sitcoms mm. and what we do oh, yeah. and i think if i could if i could be so bold mm. it's exactly that oh oh it is it is just it's it's exactly what i wanted like thank you thanks man it's not even exactly what i wanted it's exactly what i wanted in like stuff that i didn't realize i wanted like <laughs> i'm i'm still blown away that you guys like like it it I don't know. It warms There's my so soul. There's so much to talk about with this song, There's man. So I, I, much. I could go to every yeah, yeah. bit of minutia. Oh, yeah. But like, <laughs> and I mentioned this to you via text. And I've mentioned it to you a couple times. I'm just like, you guys put Motion City, a Motion City soundtrack <laughs> <laughs> like reference yeah, in there. Yeah. And Long it is time so listeners seamless. know Matt's favorite band is yeah. Motion City soundtrack. I don't know if it's his favorite one, but I, I think mine and Dustin's favorite mm-hmm. record of theirs is Commit This to Memory. So yeah. um, we wanted to find a way to, to get that in there for you. It, it a little, the rest so of the song well. is not really autobiographical. I mean, no. I mean, I think you could kind of trace a narrative or at mm-hmm. least themes that kind of speak to some of the things we talk about. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. But that that was kind of one. It's mm-hmm. not a movie reference at all. It's just yeah. for you. Yep, I I love it. I I was just so tickled by that. And then like, uh, like when you sent me the first like like uh, demo of it or what have yeah. you, um, like I was in like I was in line at I at uh, <laughs> like a crew car car wash with my girlfriend, and <laughs> like you, uh, you sent it via like voice memo on text and i was like oh, i gotta listen to this i gotta listen oh, to this. that's awesome yeah. yeah and so like i forced her to listen to it and then like i was listening to it and i was like getting chills and i was like this is this is exactly what i like it's exactly oh, what man. i wanted yeah and then like yeah. well i didn't know that this was just gonna be like a love fest I, this oh, is yeah. awesome oh yeah I, this I is mean, making my day oh yeah like i've spent uh, whenever it was like the it's been like a month or two since I first got those because like I didn't know like the, any of the lyrics or anything, um, mm-hmm. and like I was just like you had sent after that like we talked on the phone and then you sent you sent a picture of like the lyrics and and I've got to say it's just so it is so Mike White that it's like a it's handwritten lyrics and everything. <laughs> oh, I know, what do you mean? What do you mean by oh, I just, so Mike White? What do you mean by no, that? I mean that as a, like, I know just how much you are very much, uh, um, I don't, I don't want to say a, a Luddite with it, but like, I know how much you prefer like handwritten stuff and everything. I'm a tactile. Tacti- yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I have my, obviously you guys can't see, but I have, <laughs> 
the lyrics written out and mm. the the song arrangement i also do by hand nice yeah i can't i can't it during the songwriting process i i, I kind of watch mm-hmm. um i kind of watch people sometimes write songs on the internet mm-hmm. and they're kind of typing away and I'm, I'm definitely a tactile. Yeah. I, I still have to write and scratch things out. And I like to see the process. Like I oh, have yeah. different versions of it as well. And, and I think seeing the uh, scratch out is, yeah. uh, is, is important. Yep. So when I, when you first brought up the song mm-hmm. and I kind of got past the initial, like, what the hell are we going to, what is this going to sound like? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I, I kind of like circled a couple of things in my mind or in my memory from mm-hmm. theme songs. You know, our frame yes. of reference for, for TV is the same. Mm-hmm. Um, there is no Venn diagram. It's just a circle. Oh yeah. And TGIF was a big deal. So I thought, okay, I want, you know, kind of a, like a Jesse Frederick style, like perfect strangers, mm-hmm. uh, step by step, family matters like he wrote all of those and so um i definitely wanted the whoa from step by step i so we love knew, that so yeah. much yeah so that is that's like a direct ripoff mm-hmm. um the the drums that start the song the mm-hmm. it's a little roll at the beginning uh that is specifically uh it's not the same uh, beats but i wanted to start like boy meets world the second theme song they came up with kind of starts with a drum roll so i wanted to do that okay and then the rest of it um is is pretty much a ripoff of the community theme song uh yeah i i think that the the kind of yeah the staccato verses which is not a Mm. 90s show but it's kind of an important show to us very yeah the the staccato guitar playing and i wanted the the drums to kind of roll on the tom I'm getting a little yeah. technical here, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, there, that song is very bouncy. Like, and I kind of wanted to have that staccato, uh, kind of sound. So I took that kind of nineties alt radio flair, which mm-hmm. I think is kind of as good as it gets sound anyway. Oh, yeah. I think you can kind of trace 90s theme songs throughout a lot of our work, especially oh, yeah. uh, pastiche and modern parlance. Mm-hmm. Um, but then to kind of modernize it a little bit more, I, I, I wanted to add that community kind of sound to it. Um, and then you specifically asked for that pop punk sound, which oh, is yeah. why we kind of left it crunchy. Like the guitars mm-hmm. are, are crunchy. So it sounds like a pop punk song. Nice. And then um, I think in that, if you listen to that recording of us hanging out and workshopping Mm -hmm. the song, uh, I was kind of messing with that riff on the guitar. Um, It's a pretty simple walk down Mm -hmm. riff. It's the the chords are not complicated. Um, And I think you can even hear us like humming a basic melody to it. (laughs) Uh, Yes, there. (laughs) I was listening. I was listening to that today and like knowing what the song is now, I was like hearing the song as it was being created basically, which is amazing to me. And then like, I remember I like, I had this memory when I was listening to it that like when you are, when you are kind of humming along to it or kind of like doing like the, like the melody to it and everything. I remember like in the moment, I didn't want to ask you guys if you had anything written, but I remember like my ears perking up thinking like, can I, 
is he saying is he like is he saying some lyrics or the is, is this gonna be the lyrics <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i didn't want to be like i didn't be like hey have you guys written any lyrics yet <laughs> right no that's i love that um <laughs> Yeah, you know, people ask like how like what where do you start with writing mm-hmm. songs? Uh and it, you know, it's all kinds of different ways. Sometimes it starts with an interesting couplet or a mm-hmm. theme or a little bit of lyrics, but this song specifically started with that guitar riff nice. and the melody which we just we just uh, I call it like scatting. Mm-hmm. Like I'll 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 find like words that i like or that kind of uh, you know sound a certain way yeah. if we're talking about vowels or mouth shape mm-hmm. right like <laughs> you'll hear demos where it sounds like that me going mm-hmm. like a like a a lyric oh, or a word wow. or a rhyme yeah and then i'll try to fit the syllables into so okay before I go on, I, mm-hmm. I need to give total credit to Dustin for that chorus. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think if you listen to the episode, I'm mm-hmm. kind of singing the chorus melody, at least the mm-hmm. da, 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 in the verses. Mm-hmm. And then Dustin's like, well, what if we move that to the chorus? Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and I, you know, I kind of built a demo of the song. We had mm-hmm. a progression uh, and he wrote all of the melody and all of the words to the chorus. So which oh, that's awesome. I think is the best part of the song. I, I adore uh, and, it. Uh, it. Yeah. I mean, I, well, adore the I mean, a good, song, but yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, a good, uh, a, a good theme song is like, mm-hmm. can you play the 22nd chorus mm-hmm. of it? And I love when a theme song, which doesn't really happen anymore. It's a very nineties mm-hmm. thing, like kind of starts with a verse and takes you like on that roller coaster, like yeah. step by step into the chorus. So, I think that's what made me nervous, honestly, was knowing mm. that we had to have a solid chorus. Yeah. So we demoed out. I knew what I wanted the drums to sound like. I had the progression. The chorus mm-hmm. is it's three notes. Mm-hmm. That's it. I mean, it's a walk down and then you play it up and a walk down and then you play it low. Mm-hmm. And so we're like, OK, and this is the thing that Dustin and I do a lot. Mm-hmm. Here's a demo. Here's the arrangement, the music of it. So drums and guitar. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, OK, we'll talk next week or we'll talk in a couple of days. You write this part and I'll write this part. Mm-hmm. And he wrote that chorus and was we would, I mean, it like when I heard it, I was like, this is it. This it's- is the song. It's so awesome. Like, yeah, it, 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 uh, like one of my, one of my notes was that like, uh, maybe, you know, maybe you guys can like, I don't know, throw in a reference to potpourri since, you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> even though we don't really do much potpourri on the podcast cause we always run long, Yeah, but that's like a big part of it. Like that's in, and, and it's, what's interesting is that, uh, I don't remember if you coined potpourri, but you definitely coined, um, like whatever we want, as long as it smells good. Whatever you want, as long yeah. as it smells good. Like, I'm an ideas man, Michael. Yeah. So it's just awesome, kind of like, I don't know. It's just it's cool that. Yeah. Know, yeah. Yeah. Um, That's a yeah. cool, uh, like first first appearance of potpourri. Somebody find that out. Somebody yes. Oh yeah. Wanna, um. So Dustin came at me with that chorus, and like we had it. I was like, oh, this is so good. And so I kind of independently Mm -hmm. was working on the verses and, and like we kind of had the same melody. He, he, like I was still working on the, 
the da 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 da. That's I really wanted it to be snappy. Mm-hmm. Oh like yeah. As I was writing the verses, da 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 da. And so the verses, it's almost the same chord progression on the guitar. Okay. As the chorus, it's just it has four notes mm-hmm. where the the chorus has three notes, and so you can kind of sing the same thing mm-hmm. over it. Nice. So Dustin kind of he was like, we can't. Mm-hmm. We can't sing the same thing. We got to kind of do variations. Mm-hmm. And so then we scat again. So it's, if it's the dun, dun, da, 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 I go, okay, how about to da, 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 da. like, mm-hmm. I really wanted it to bounce. If that makes any sense. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm trying not to get too inside baseball when mm-hmm. it comes to like songwriting, but you, you know what I mean? When I want a song to bounce, right. But Okay. Um, and then we were like, okay, this sounds good. I think the rest of the song should just be movie quotes, references to yes. movies. I also think Dustin originally, when he was kind of talking to you on the side, he mm-hmm. said, what if it was a theme song about theme songs? He mentioned that. Yeah. And yeah. I could- yeah. I couldn't really wrap my head around that. Neither could we. Yeah. I, I think it was a cool idea. Yeah. I uh, love the meta it, kind of thought of it. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, and the, and more than anything, and I think we both kind of settled on this is like, it, it's, it's a, it's a TV show theme where we more than anything, talk about movies. Exactly. Oh, so yeah. how could we merge the two? And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, Matt's favorite movies. This is, yeah. this is easy. Um, and we were in the thick of talking about Scream. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think maybe we had like just recently done the commentary for Scream. Yep. So the first lyric I had was we all go a little mad sometimes. So awesome. we all go a little mad sometimes. <laughs> and then I like kind of repeating the last word mm-hmm. of a line to begin the next line so we okay. all go a little mad sometimes and sometimes we're passionate mm. da, da. nice and i'm like okay that's good that's good so just started coming up with coming up with lyrics i mean we mm. had your list over here we had mm. imdb we're looking through like okay <laughs> what's a what's a good akira kurosawa uh <laughs> quote here like what's the most important seven samurai yeah. quote <laughs> Some that we didn't get, like we really wanted to get in there, but we yeah, just couldn't make that's it work. Fine. Yeah, there are no Kurosawa references. That's there fine. Are not. And, yeah. I'm, and I'm sorry. I oh, know Seven fine. Samurai is your favorite movie. It's it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> we tried our we tried our best. Mm. Uh, I, I really like that we all go a little mad sometimes because that's not. I mean, not only is Psycho. Yep. We talk about one of our favorite horror oh, yeah. movies of all time, but to reference it in Scream yep. and kind of begin the song yep. as a commentary on songs, I, it, it just felt it just felt right. I hope people oh, yeah. get that. Oh, it's perfect. It's so yeah. perfect. And even on a personal level, like the fact that like Scream is like like the movie that made me love movies and everything. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. Psycho mm-hmm. is incredible as well, obviously. Um, yeah, which by the way, Psycho is actually playing, is going to be playing in, uh, Keystone Art Theater here in Indy on May 3rd, which, uh, I'm going to try to go to, which is awesome also because that theater is like right next door to me now. (laughs) Nice. That's cool. That's cool. But anyway, yeah. So I do think we've played this song for a a couple people and we're kind of in a, we're kind of in a rock 
phase. A lot of our music mm-hmm. is, is, you know, we did it like an acoustic phase and then a mm-hmm. piano phase and we're kind of in a punk rock, you know, we released that thank you Jade album and yeah. we're kind of still doing the punk rock thing. Um, and our last single is very pop punk, mm-hmm. uh, several bad examples, which was another song shop song. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice. And I really like how that came out. Uh, but this one sounds a little different. We've heard from people that it's like, it nice. sounds it's, 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 it's poppy or mm-hmm. right. I mean, it sounds like it's bouncy. It's bouncy. Yeah. It's bouncy. Um, and then we come to the bridge and Dustin and I mm-hmm. wrote the bridge together, nice. like, like on a, on a Google meet like this, or we were on oh, Facebook. That's awesome. Yeah. Just kind of riffing back and forth. Um, and I, one of the things I love that we do is like one of us will come up with a, a loose melody for it and mm-hmm. send it and just say like, Hey, I'm going to sing this part. This is what I want the melody to be, but you're going to record the vocal. Oh, interesting. So I think I could be wrong, but if you listen to the demo of the song, Mm -hmm. I am singing the bridge. Oh yeah. That's my first take. That's like Mm -hmm. my idea for the bridge. And I was like, okay, Dustin. And so what he does so wonderfully is, is take my decent idea and make it great. Nice. <laughs> and so he, re- and he recorded vocals. Nice. Uh, I, uh, I, I get like chills when like his voice comes in, uh, with the, uh, um, Glengarry Glen Ross line. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then just like, I just, ah, uh, it's, it's such a good song, man. I love it so yeah. much. Thanks. Yeah. I'm proud of it, man. I also really like on the production end, mm-hmm. um, little pieces of ear candy mm-hmm. that I think, um, uh, like you, you would, you don't maybe notice it when it's there, but if it was gone, you kind of would mm-hmm. notice it. Uh, one of the things I do, by the way, I don't know if I've mentioned this. If you're not familiar with my band, you just heard the shortened theme version of this song. We recorded two versions, which Mm -hmm. is half a verse and then the chorus and then the end of the song. But Mm -hmm. Out Tomorrow is the full three and a half minute version of the song. We we recorded a full version of the song. Uh, and, And so playing out the end of the song, the last chorus, I play the little lead guitar I play mm. in the bridge. Like I bring that back as a motif, um, which I also put in the theme song version of it. Nice. So little, little guitar uh, flourishes. There's little bits where like the harmony is, you know, my, uh, my vocal is the main vocal. Mm hmm. And Dustin will harmonize, but there's little bits where I'm also harmonizing. So it's like three, uh, three parts. Nice. Um, there's a lot of, a lot of stuff in that. I'm super proud of it, how it came out. Yeah, I, I am too. <laughs> like I'm so happy with it. It's so great, man. Uh, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Do you have any other questions about it? Like anything you were curious um, about the process or a lyric or, um, not really because like i have like i've i've texted with you about the lyrics and everything and how much i love all the references and everything um yeah yeah um it was funny um uh i was uh, talking to my girlfriend about it and she like mentioned that she thought she thought one of dustin's 
lines, one of his lyrics, like she thought that it, she was like, don't, don't they say the F word in it? And I was like, no, no, they don't. Yeah. It's the part where, let me see if I can just quickly bring it up. I'm not going to be able to, but, um, but, uh, it was, um, uh, goes closers only, but, but all, uh, but I've made my mistakes uh, and paid for them and then some. Uh-huh. Um, but she thought she thought the lyric was "fuck all my mistakes." <laughs> wow! <laughs> because I Jeez. paid for them and then some, and I was like, "Uh, no." Yeah, <laughs> it's no, not, it's not that kind of song. <laughs> no, not. It would be weird to have a theme song. Uh, you oh, know yeah. that's that that has happened to us a couple times. We were oh, yeah? we like the first time we recorded ever. We did a song about my cousin, like who at the time was three years old. Oh, wow. Uh, And it was just about her like dancing around. It's a really terrible song, Mm. dancing around my living room. And so we're recording this song in the studio with a guy who is like a youth group leader, like a pastor's son, Mm -hmm. very buttoned up kind of guy. And we recorded, we did a pass through of the song and he was like really pensive and he's like rubbing his chin. He's like... (laughs) You think we can? You think we can come up with something else for that one? That one lyric? I'm like, <laughs> what? What are you talking about? He's like, well, that one where you, that one where you say the b word, <laughs> and I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, well, you said you said bitch in that line. <laughs> and I, don't, I don't know that we can. I don't know that we want to record that. And I was like, first of all get over yourself <laughs> second of all my cousin is three so i think you misheard the lyric it's just a weird i don't know i never recorded with that guy again oh wow it's, yeah we didn't like him very much wow what was the but actual no, lyric i don't remember it's bad i mean it's like she's maureen she's dancing all around she's maureen She's fallen on the ground. I mean, it was this like just falling on the ground. Yeah, know. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it was bad. It was like a joke song and we wrote it like while she was dancing around, we were like writing oh, and okay. singing and being silly. And we're like, well, we have a, a little extra time to record a song in the studio. Like we finished the single we were doing and then we're like, Oh, let's record Maureen, which we shouldn't have. It was a bad song. Oh a yeah. Song. Interesting. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, but I I adore the theme song. It's so so great, um, and I, yeah, I I can't wait for everyone to hear it. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm glad you like it. If you listen okay. to the uh, theme song, if you like it, uh, uh, please give us a follow. As good yeah. as it gets, the song is called "A Little Mad Sometimes." Yes. Theme from Obsessive Viewer Podcast. We're on Spotify. Mm-hmm. As good as it gets, music dot com i mean it's we're, we're pretty easy to find we're pretty ubiquitous so yeah. uh give us a follow our stuff sounds a lot like that hell yeah um yeah and thank you again for uh for yeah doing man that. of so course awesome. hey you oh, paid yeah. for it no th- no <laughs> thanks necessary <laughs> oh man uh well well worth the money oh yeah that's um, awesome that makes me feel good yeah oh, hell yeah uh, so yeah, so what is next for as good as it gets and what, like, what do you guys have going on? Like what, what, like I, I, like I, I was so excited about talking about the theme song that I didn't even give you like the, the, the entry point of like, Oh, talk about your band, talk about everything. Oh no, that's okay. You know, I think if, um, no, that's fine. 
that's fine. Uh, we have a lot going on, really. Uh, nice. We've kind of got a whole year planned out. Um, awesome. We are working on an album. We're also working on um, like the song shop songs. We mm-hmm. have, uh, like I said earlier, a little mad sometimes comes out tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And then in, we're kind of trying to release something every six weeks. So in six nice. weeks, we're going to have kind of a, a, an acoustic reinterpretation of one of our old songs called goodbye it was a nice. old, like very pop punk mm-hmm. poppy rock song that we wrote back in high school and i kind of updated it it's like acoustic folk tom petty kind of thing i, I really like it i think people are gonna like it a lot it doesn't nice. sound anything like a little mad sometimes mm-hmm. uh but that'll come out in about six weeks uh june something nice. and then after that we'll have our third song shop single nice. uh and i can't say a whole lot about mm. it yet except that it's called are we the stars okay uh yeah we kind of have a, a movie theme happening here on accident nice. yeah uh so yeah so that'll be kind of late july is Another are we the stars is that a reference or is it just um, like stars as in like movie stars yeah, uh, okay. a little bit of both. Okay, you'll see. Gotcha. You'll see. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nice. And then uh, we'll put out another kind of acoustic reinterpretation, and then uh, in October ish, mm-hmm. we'll probably start talking about the album. Nice. Which nice. we're hoping will be out by the end of the year. Sweet, sweet. Yeah. I I can't wait. I'm ecstatic. Um. Thanks, man. That's yeah. awesome. I'm oh, I'm yeah. you're. A good friend and a, and a good fan, and I oh. and I love you for it. Ah, uh, well, I love everything you do, man. Uh, Thanks, dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um. All right. Well, this is a movie and TV podcast. Yeah. Let's so, talk about movies. Yeah. Hell yeah. So, um, today on the podcast, we're going to be talking about everything, everywhere, all at once. The new A two four movie that is currently in theaters. Um. But first, I want to talk just briefly about the upcoming summer movies. Uh, the summer movie season and kind of get your your thoughts Mike on on Mike um, <laughs> what, mm-hmm. like are, what is your anticipation like how excited are you I mean we've got Multiverse of Madness we've got Thor Love and Thunder outside of the MCU we've got Nope which I'm super excited about and mm-hmm. uh, anything else kind of piquing your interest for the summer movies not anything bigger than that. I, nice. I, I think you kind of brought up the three big ones and it still kind of feels a little, um, gosh, not post COVID, but like mm-hmm. it feels a little pre post COVID, sure. <laughs> I guess, I guess in a way. And, and I'm also, I mean, I'm super excited for all three of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we can talk about each one in their own right. Um, but really since Endgame, I guess I'm just looking for like one of the things I've loved about the MCU for so long is like the big tentpole Avengers um you know roadmap. Yeah. And I just I, I don't know if I'm making like a big deal out of something that's not really a big deal. Mm-hmm. I just wonder where the roadmap is going. It, it feels a little yeah. like not rudderless because mm-hmm. that's that's not doing service to some of the content that's really been right. pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, what's the what's the end game here? Yeah, like I don't see. I I understand what you mean because we are outside of the Infinity Saga now, and right. 
that had like clear phases, obviously, like it had like it was all leading toward Avengers, all leading toward a few leading toward Age of Ultron, leading to Infinity War, leading to Endgame uh, or like bridging to Endgame, basically. And like here, it's like in and I admire what they're doing because they have just busted everything wide open with No yeah. Way Home, Loki and now Multiverse of Madness. Like it's I don't know what they're going to go for, but yeah i and i know that you don't like multiverse plots or anything i was just gonna say yeah yeah, it stresses me out a little bit that that it's just opened up in that way and i totally get that but the casting that they have for the presumably the big bad uh as as introduced in loki has me extraordinarily excited and yeah as long as they don't use the multiverse concept to do the comic book thing of of not having any stakes being like, Oh, well they can just like, okay, well they're going to bring back a character because it's a multiverse thing. As long as they don't do that. And there's no like crutch to that. I think that there are just a ton of possibilities with this. Um, I know, but I feel like, I feel like that seems, uh, if I could quote Thanos inevitable and oh, the, and maybe not in a grand way. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not like I have. Uh, gosh, I feel like I'm calling out my students. I have students <laughs> who who like they're like, oh, Captain America will be back. And I mm-hmm. really don't want him. I don't believe Chris mm-hmm. Evans will no. be back. I mean, I think there's more going on than just movies. But yeah, um, but I don't think he will. And I also mm-hmm. don't want him to. I, no, I, I think neither. there should be finality. But mm-hmm. if they're. But I do think, you know, if it, 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 it's not beyond them that like Thor mm-hmm. dies, but then comes back, you know, I don't know. It's a slippery right. slope for me. Multiverse stuff. Yeah, I, I totally I, I do get that. And I mean, technically, we've already got that with Loki. <laughs> like, yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. I remember like one of your big points of contention with Loki is that it's it's not that's our not Loki. Loki. Yeah. Right. Exactly. It's just an alternate version, which, yeah, I, I mean, I respectfully disagree, but I also understand where you're coming from. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just, I'm, it's very, it's shaky ground that they're going into, but I think that if they do it right, I think it could be, I like, I keep thinking like how, like if they, they're, if they go full bore into the multiverse stuff, which it feels like they might be edging toward with like i mean i mean just the title alone multiverse of madness yeah um and also ant-man quantumania or whatever like if they go if they go just completely into that i think that they can do they could eventually lead to something that in terms of scale not emotion but in terms of scale could be as big if not bigger than Endgame in terms of scale, not emotion, because emote like emotions for Endgame, I I can't the, like we've right, said, but I but yeah. I think my point is I prefer the emotion of it, and it's mm-hmm. almost like you know relying on multiverse stuff is MCU having its cake and eating it too, like mm-hmm. saying we. Uh, uh, you know, it's like everything matters or nothing matters. It's like mm-hmm. 
I want to believe, I like to believe that even in our mundane nothingness, the experience of being alive is important. So Mm -hmm. like singular stories of being alive is important. But if you're trying to say that, you know, I'm one of infinite one versions of Mm -hmm. me, then I don't believe that each one's story is as valid. I just don't, I, I don't think you can have both of those thoughts and that is super nitpicky and sure. i'm really choosing like an obsessive compulsive person to not be invested in a thing that's just entertaining mm-hmm. but i can't I, it, it's like it's a tick that you know watching loki i just i'm like well, that's mm-hmm. i was like yeah it's cool but it's not my loki right right it's not my loki and i i just could not yeah it's so stupid it's so dumb and i know that i'm being like a stick in the mud Mm -hmm. but i just like well this doesn't matter as much because it's not loki well i don't think that it's as nitpicky as you think it is because because i i think the i mean that moment with loki at the beginning of infinity war like that is the conclusion of his arc throughout the entire mcu to that point yeah. And it's an arc that is not only a fan favorite arc, but like a very emotionally wrought um, arc throughout multiple movies. And to have that, I guess, and to play devil's advocate, even though I don't, <laughs> even though I don't like, I don't necessarily, I don't have the same issues with it that you do. I don't have any issues with it, but it does feel like Loki, the show is having its cake and eating it too, by having that, emotional right. kind of thing with that location giving him yeah. a separate emotional arc yeah, yeah while also still showing him what happens to him <laughs> and then like that kind of seems a little bit a little bit what whatever but also on the other hand like you also get in and i kind of it's kind of surprising and a little impressive that they are already just diving into this multiverse stuff with no way home being mm-hmm. about i mean it's it's just wild that we got that like it's wild that that happened um and you get that emotion can of you imagine characters. can you imagine like explaining multiversal theory to people in the 1900s oh yeah <laughs> in the night you know like when we were young nerds mm-hmm. and just like this just stop talking to me. Yeah. But but then if you had said no, actually they're going to be the highest grossing movies every right. year. It's it's insane. It's insane. It's There's, unimaginable. Oh yeah. There's a really fun um kind of daily Wordle-esque game. That's not really Wordle-esque, but it's just like a daily game called Box Office Game. Uh it's like Box Office GA.me um based on a podcast that they that they've uh that the blank check uh podcast does uh a game that they do but it's really fun it just takes a random date um and you have to guess the top five grossing movies of that weekend and you get like certain you have to unveil like certain hints to get it but like a lot of times it's like okay well december 2021 uh, well okay spider-man no way home <laughs> and like you yeah, get 200 right. points for guessing it blindly but it's it's a lot of fun i'd recommend checking out that game each day but anyway um it's just insane just how that like that that level of blockbuster filmmaking and big scale <laughs> filmmaking like that like 
Because, like, I go back and watch every now and then I'll watch, like, Jaws or, you know, I know people love Star Wars. And, like, those are kind of like the prototypical blockbuster movies. They start that summer season. And just to think how far it's come now and having, like, these huge, vast, interconnected, dozens of movies interconnected is just insane to me. Yeah, it's unconscionable. Yeah. Uh, if I could walk it back a little bit, mm-hmm. I, I I think um, Thor Love and Thunder looks fun. Mm-hmm. It, it's kind of what I want, kind of a more fun, yeah. uh, goofy, you know, Taika Waititi. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just so perfect yeah. in everything he does. Yeah. But I'm really excited for Doctor Strange, oh, Multiverse of Madness, mm-hmm. um, for a lot of reasons. I mean, I, mean it, I think the special effects in mm-hmm. the first Doctor Strange are kind of, some of the best in yeah. the MCU. So I'm excited to see the evolution of that. Uh, I'm excited to see, you know, what happens with his character. I'm excited mm-hmm. to see Sam Raimi's take on the MCU, but more than anything, I loved WandaVision so much. Nice. Yeah. That I'm excited to see uh, the continuation mm-hmm. of Wanda's story more than anything. Yeah. I, I really like the idea of um the MCU kind of, in this iteration post infinity saga being this um duo kind of thing like having like spider-man team up with doctor strange having doctor strange team up with wanda and uh or scarlet witch and having like each movie being like a pairing of of big big characters and everything i i kind of like that as this universe building because yeah. it doesn't need to be like a, a quick cameo. It can be a featured supporting role. Right. Um, yep. Yeah. Which really has been the case since Winter Soldier. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know, Captain America Winter Soldier. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, really good stuff. And uh, to transition out of MCU talk, how about Nope? Just real quick. What do you think? <laughs> nope. Are you excited for it? Yeah, very excited. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I mean, Jordan Peele is is a genius. He's yeah. doing some of the best stuff out there. Um, that summer, I, you know, I, I, I'll kind of take them as they go. Uh, it'll be interesting. You know, some of the biggest things I was looking forward to this year were Mm. scream. Yeah. uh, And that already came out. And then kind of on the other end of the year is uh, the end of the, the new Halloween trilogy. Uh, And I'm probably most excited for that. Oh yeah. Even more so than, than Thor and Mm -hmm. uh, Dr. Strange. Nice. Nice. I, uh, yeah, I'm I'm very excited for Doctor Strange and yeah, and I mean everything else we've talked about, I'm just I'm super excited. Um yeah, I was going to say this in Popery, but we're obviously not gonna have time for Popery, but um <laughs> but like we'll have to have a separate conversation because like Ambulance. I loved yeah. that movie. Oh, you did. I, I had a blast with that movie. Yeah, I did not. I yeah, I saw it. your yeah. rating two stars. That's that's pretty. Yeah, generous, generous. Yeah. I agree. No, no, <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, you know, I don't think I felt enough to kind of really take a strong stance sure. about it. Uh, but it did not. Mm. That's just not my kind of movie. I just I. I will say this. It is very nice to see that someone apparently got Michael Bay a drone for Christmas. Um, My goodness. Yeah. 
I, I think it's interesting. I don't know, not to criticize you. I, mm. I'm glad you loved it, but uh, <laughs> we're really doing some retconning about the way we feel about Michael Bay culturally. Well, I wouldn't say so, film Twitter is letting him off the hook, and I'm oh, like, yeah. guys, this I mean, is the Michael Bayest movie ever. No, that's uh, not that's not true. Transformers gonna, Four I is going to call yeah, you out. On that's that. not true. But um, I and yeah, I don't know. It didn't it didn't work for me. That's fair. I actually have an essay that's going to be posting on Midwest Film Journal about his 2005 bomb of <laughs> the island. Um, did you ever see that with Ewan McGregor and Scarlett no, Johansson? No, I never did. Yeah, I I watched it for the first time for this essay because like I was like, you know, I've never seen it. I want to check it out, and it's really interesting. I think I don't know. I read my essay, you'll see. But like, like I kind of I I don't necessarily forgive him for his stuff. I just I just established that he is a brand unto himself, and if you yeah. do not latch onto that brand, or if you can't like that's fine like he's not and i i i'm very careful to say that like the island is by no stretch an underrated masterpiece at all like it's it's a bad movie but i found it fascinating because it is clearly like to me it's like he was attempting or gave the thought that oh i'm going to try a kind of thought provoking science fiction dystopian movie and then ha- literally like halfway through he's like wait no I'm Michael Bay. It's going to be a big chase yeah. chase movie. <laughs> I've made a huge mistake. Yeah. But what's yeah. interesting about that is like right after that, he made Transformers. And I'm like, maybe like my my kind of position that I take is like, did he want to branch out into more like like thought provoking science fiction and then realize that that's just he just he just can't. And yeah. he's just winning. He's like, oh, OK, Hasbro, give me Transformers and then make five Transformers movies. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, but I thought Ambulance was was uh, was was fun. I, I yeah, I thought it was I thought it was cool. Yeah. I'm glad. Yeah. I love that journey for you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but let's get into our review of everything everywhere. All let's at once. talk about everything everywhere all at once. Can I share yes. kind of a fun uh, maybe not that fun. Uh, <laughs> will you be patient while I share an an- anecdote? Uh, sure. So there is a song by a band called You, Me, and Everything We Know. Okay. And I'm blanking on the name of the song, but the bridge goes too much everything everywhere all the time. Too much yeah. everything everywhere. All, and then like a bunch of voices come in and it's like him 10 times repeating that too much oh, everything wow. everywhere. And I thought that was a cool, I mm-hmm. thought that would have been the coolest name for an album. Mm-hmm. And so you're hearing it from me here officially. Our next album is not going to be called <laughs> Too Much Everything Everywhere All the Time. Nice. Because uh, I like brought it up when, when Dustin and I were trying to name the next one. And he said, well, that movie just came out, so we can't. And I'm like, mm. ah, yeah, you're right. It would just mm. be too evocative of the movie. And yeah. it's, I'm not trying to. That's that. a shame. Yeah. yeah. I, I want to get your thoughts on something that I didn't really pick up on until I listened to a friend of mine's podcast talking about it, but I'll, I'll save that for the actual discussion. But okay. um, I'm going to go ahead and just read the plot summary courtesy of IMDb. Sure. Um, the uh, This is the plot summary for everything, everywhere, all at once. We'll do a non-spoiler. I don't know how long we'll do non-spoiler, but we'll, we'll prep you for a spoiler section. So... 
The plot summary is, an aging Chinese immigrant is swept up in an insane adventure where she alone can save the world by exploring other universes connecting with the lives she could have led. This movie stars uh, Michelle Yao, Yo? um, mm-hmm, yeah. uh, Stephanie Hsu, uh, uh, Kei Hui Kwan, uh, and James Hong and uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, um, directed by The Daniels. It's an A24 movie, and it is currently in theaters. Um, Mike, what were your kind of overall broad thoughts on Everything Everywhere all at once? Uh, one of my favorite experiences coming out of a movie, especially like early in the year, uh, is to kind of like, like I keep a running tally of where this movie ranks on my end of the year. Mm-hmm. And I love when I have a movie that challenges for first place. Nice. Right. And so, yeah. And so, so scream five, uh, it, scream 2022, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it five is cream. my current number one, five cream. <laughs> uh, and I walked out in the theater and I was like, gosh, I, it's like, I have a choice to make, which, mm-hmm. which, which one is my number one. I loved it. Everything everywhere all at once. I loved it. Nice. Shout out to, uh, m- my good friend, my old friend, Danny, who texted me. He's like, Hey, have you seen it yet? And I'm like, no, but I'm about to see it on Thursday. And he goes, I'm jealous. I wish I could forget it so I could see it again for the first time. Uh, I, that is such a specific feeling. Uh-huh. And I, I adore it. I adore it so much. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And that's, how, yeah. I mean, to, to, uh, I'll, I'll use his words to kind of explain how I feel about it. It's, it's that type of thing where I, I do imagine subsequent viewings kind of mm. won't be as joyous and awe inspiring. Sure. Uh, as the first one did. And I think I I hate to kind of use this really common criticism of mine. I think there's 20 minutes that could be cut from the movie and Mm -hmm. the movie would still be just as effective. Mm -hmm. Um, But aside from those very small uh, critiques, I mean, so much about it works. It's Mm -hmm. so wholly original and such a unique vision. Um, The Daniels directed Mm -hmm. uh, Swiss army man. Yeah. Which I liked a lot, but it's not a movie that I find myself thinking about often. I, I don't either. Yeah. So I, I think kind of ultimately um, I didn't love it. Maybe it, it, like as much as I thought the first time I saw it. Um, this one, I think, is a vast improvement mm-hmm. over that because I think it has. What does it have? Uh, uh, there's something about Swiss Army Man where like there there was the initial conceit that mm-hmm. he's dead and like they use yeah. his farts to propel himself. Yeah. And I think it only took that movie so far. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this movie has a concept. And when mm-hmm. uh, uh, almost kind of built into the premise, like when a certain certain aspect of the premise kind of wears out its welcome, mm-hmm. she like gains a new ability yes. or there's a new take or a new character takes center mm-hmm. stage. Like I love how Michelle Yao is the main character and has different versions mm-hmm. of herself and different abilities she has, but uh, the arc of her husband mm-hmm. uh, Waymond played by Kei Hui Kwan um, to see him be, and, and we'll kind of save a lot of it for the spoiler section. Yeah. Um, his the different characters he gets to play or mm-hmm. versions of that character he gets to play kind of refreshes it, uh, the plot like yeah. where you think okay 
I, I kind of know where this movie's going. Mm-hmm. He has a different personality yeah. that offers to a movie. And so it's kind of bookended by two versions of him. Yeah. But but under the surface, like across the board, like every version of him has this like under under um, uh, uh, this understated kindness within him. Yeah. And yes. I just I thought his performance was astounding. Um, just really, yeah. really good. Yeah. Well, he um, I don't usually subscribe very often to like casting intentions you know Mm -hmm. like this person was supposed to be or this is who they had in mind um but i think i I think the significant one here is that the film was written for jackie chan oh was it really in the main character role oh and and yeah and i think it's michelle yao Mm -hmm. was cast or they they had a different woman in mind as the female character as wow uh, almost what I'm trying to argue is that I think Waymond is the film's thesis. Oh yeah. Right. And so Jackie Chan was the, was the main character who, who gains the powers and it was the wife who offers the resolution. Oh, interesting. And I think that they, and I don't remember exactly what it is. And, and I, and I'm, I'm not doing my research here and I apologize for that. Uh, but for whatever reason, he couldn't do the movie or they liked Michelle Yao so much that they made her the main character uh, and switch the gender roles. So I think there's something interesting to think about um, that the, the, the emotional core of the movie is kind of like traditionally stereotypically feminine perspective, mm-hmm. right? If I'm going to say like the thesis at the end is, is like kindness yeah. is a strength. That's kind of, it's, it's a typically feminine gesture. I sure. think, Culturally speaking, mm-hmm. uh, and then they switch that, and that is the husband who offers that perspective at the end. Yeah, wow, huh? That's really interesting. So, 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 did they like? Is that confirmed that it was like written for Jackie Chan? Like, it's, that's, it is confirmed. That's the Daniels really? that is that is not speculation. It was written for Jackie Chan. That's yeah. so interesting. And I think that that's a credit to Michelle Yao too, because she's. Like I've I've been a fan of hers for a while. I I mean I haven't seen her in much. Like I know yeah. her big claim to fame is in Crouching here, Tiger. Yeah, at least yeah. here in the U.S. is Crouching Tiger US, and Dragon. Mm-hmm. But I mean I mean this is I know her best from Sunshine. Like I yeah, yeah right um Corazon and yeah I I've just been a fan of hers for a while. Every anytime she pops up in anything, but like it's so wild to me to hear that because her performance like she commands this role like she is so in charge and it is so it is it's electric it's amazing so that that's really impressive that to think that it's you know that it was originally and i want to be clear that you know i i I want to give credit to all the performers Mm -hmm. and and all the characters and the in the way they're written and as much as i loved waymond Mm -hmm. as a character one of my favorite things with movies is like, you know, like to pick out a side character who yeah. really like is my favorite part. And it's like, oh, mm. yeah, they were great. But Stu is the best part of Scream. Right. Like, I, I think we talked about that when we did Scream. But to be yeah. perfectly clear, Michelle Yao as Evelyn mm. is the best part of this movie. Oh, yeah. She's the main character. And she's by far the best part mm. of this movie. She's so uh, I think you said electric. Yeah. And that's perfect. The yes. 
the the evolution the evolution <laughs> nice <laughs> that's awful uh don't encourage me I love um it. <laughs> thanks but to see her just kind of go from this like miserable unassuming you know working till death kind of person to like yeah. enjoying the powers that she gets to then coming to certain conclusions about those powers yeah oh, she just she just knows so what she's doing and it's so mm-hmm. awesome it's so awesome oh yeah and something that really that oh i had a i had a whole thought i was going to bring into this but I, I another thought is like pushing it out of my mind hang on um oh oh the thing that i really i really loved about this the the in terms of storytelling i think that the script and the storytelling is is absolutely fantastic yeah it's something that i was i was so engaged by it because what it does as, as a whole is that like the first the first act of the movie is like we're introduced to Evelyn and her family and her troubles with the IRS and like the, all of this like interconnect like interfamily stuff with her father and with her daughter and her daughter's girlfriend and everything and her husband like all of this is just an incredibly rich like family drama totally and then we get the multiverse stuff and then it just expands like like there is such a a um there is such a rubber band effect to this movie where we start small with this grounded family drama it's just and it just stretches to like literally all of existence basically <laughs> and then by the third act by the end or the resolution of the movie it has it is it is like the elasticity of the of the whole narrative has gone back to that family drama stuff and i just i i was so enthralled by that i was just so taken with how the story unfolded um it was it was just so beautifully done that's a that's a great critique uh yeah that's really good the 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 rubber band metaphor Mm. and i think it kind of lends credence to uh my issue with like the marvel multiverse (laughs) if i'm assuming Mm -hmm. that they start bringing in multiple versions of characters Mm -hmm. implying that we need to continue to care about them because to your point it established this very grounded miserable life of this main character Evelyn Mm -hmm. it stretched it to the to the ends of the universe yeah and then brought it back to her she's Mm -hmm. she's uh, inarguably the main character Mm -hmm. and and the emotional center well I I mean I guess Waymond in a way I've I've said is is kind of the emotional catalyst of the movie but but she's the um the the events happened to her this one version of evelyn and and that's an example of what i mean when i say i carry i care about the singular stories of individuals Mm -hmm. and that's another thesis of this movie it's like if the main villain's argument about like the futility of multiverse and just perpetual existence going on and on forever is that nothing matters. Uh, Evelyn 
kind of argues that this the smallness the minuteness of mm-hmm. being alive matters that family matters step by step they're like her full house is just that's uh, right yeah like at the beginning of the movie she and her daughter are like perfect, perfect strangers, strangers. Yeah. uh-huh <laughs> and by uh, the end they're bosom buddies um, <laughs> I don't know. Is that? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that was. No. I don't think that's a stretch. <laughs> uh, so theme songs. Um, yeah. No, but I I, I think <laughs> that this kind of supports my thesis mm-hmm. that it's the smaller stories. It's the friendly neighborhood Spider Man. It's yeah. the one woman's uh, dealings with the IRS that mm. matter more than the spectacle. Mm-hmm. of multiverse like it should add flavor and mm-hmm. texture and you know th- this movie has dark comedy mm-hmm. it has uh, you know ethical quandaries mm-hmm. it has a philosophical slant to mm-hmm. it but it also has like kung fu fight scenes yes which just add texture and color to this idea that our small lives matter if that makes any sense said. oh absolutely um and I'll, we'll talk in uh, spoilers about the kind of the mechanics of it and everything, because I want to see I want to ask, like, what your position is on, like, how like the multiverse is like depicted in the movie. But we'll save that for spoilers. Sure. What I want to say, because I feel like we, we might be kind of going towards spoilers now. But before we do that, I'm going to share an a- anecdote that is not really isn't relevant to the movie per se, but it's a a theater experience I had trying to see the movie. I've already told you about it. I've told Patreon about it, but for everyone that's not on Patreon and isn't you uh, or that <laughs> I haven't told, um, I had maybe the most aggravating movie theater experience with this movie, with this movie. Did I tell you about this? I'm, I'm sure I did. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Well, here's the thing. Last, like not this past Sunday, but the Sunday before I had a ticket. I went to go see it. I got, a, I got there a couple minutes late just as the Nope trailer was starting. So I was like, okay, I'm, I'm good. You know, trailers are going, sit down in my seat. And so as the trailer for Nope is playing out, the guy sitting in the seat next to the seat next to me. So there was an empty seat between us that he had a bunch of concessions on and everything, which is fine. But we were the only ones and it was like a short row. Um, he to no one said when the, when the title card for Nope came up, he said in a booming voice, and I'm probably going to spike the spike, the sound and everything or, or, um, or distort it a little bit or clip it. But he just said, nope, very loudly to no one, perhaps performative. I don't know. Awesome. Uh, Yeah. And then he I'm going to just go ahead and read out like (laughs) what? Because I I like you're 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 dictating. You're like typing what he said as he's saying. it. Oh, no, I was it was afterwards because I kept thinking I was like, I'm I'm going to like like, I'm not going to, I wasn't going to physically assault this man. I wasn't going to Will Smith him. He wasn't going to be the Chris Rock, Chris Rock to my mil, to my Will Smith. Mm-hmm. But I, like, this is the, like, I sent a, a oh, God, it's so aggravating. Um, I'll just, I'll just read 
Um, well, I won't read it. But anyway, so the Nope trailer, he said, oh, that's what he said. He said when the Nope title card came up, he said, nope, yep. Like, okay, cool, fine, whatever. You're annoying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. boy. And then, Obnoxious. Yeah. Oh, it gets worse. And uh, right after that, the trailer for The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. In that trailer, uh, the therapist says to Nick Cage, what's the worry here, Nick, that you've lost some of your talent? And this guy yells, no. And I'm like, <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. And why didn't you say nope? Yeah, right? Missed opportunity, right? man. Yeah. And then after that, we get the red band trailer disclaimer for the next trailer and he just yells ooh and then the trailer was for men uh which i'm super excited about which looks awesome yeah oh yeah alex garland man uh love him he's the best oh yeah uh so when the guy in the trailer says to jesse buckley he says something to the effect of like, oh, you you weren't supp- you shouldn't have eaten the apple from from the tree because that's for the forbidden fruit. And then there's a pause and he's like, I'm just kidding. But this guy says very loudly, like to the like everyone in like, I swear, if you were walking into the theater and had just crossed the threshold to that auditorium, you could have heard him as if he was sitting right next to you. That's mm. how loud he was. He just said, are you forbidden? Like, what? what? Like, no, what? Ew, uh, who is this? Yeah. And then when the title card came up for men, he just yelled, men. And I'm just like, like, I, I, like, I was sitting there thinking, like, if he does this throughout the movie, I'm going to scream. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to lose my shit. Yeah. And like, I had already had like a migraine the whole day. I was like annoyed already because because of that you were not up for it you were not up for shenanigans i was not so then finally like the nicole kidman pre-roll that comes up for amc theaters uh she says uh in it as she's walking up the steps she says because we need we need that we need this like we need a place like this or whatever and then he screams a like maybe like a couple like like octaves or decibels or whatever louder than everything else that he said he says i need you and i and i was just like what the hell yeah and like at that moment i was like nope i'm out and i just got up and left and i was like i'm yeah i got up left the theater went and got donuts as a consolation (laughs) (laughs) and then went home because i was just like i was so agitated and i was like I'm already not a hundred percent feeling well. Cause I've had a migraine all day. I'm tired. I feel a little bit under the gun to watch this movie. Cause I had originally had plans to record with, with, uh, with Ben about it. And then I was just like, I can't like, I, if he does, I'm not going to be able to focus on the movie. I might get arrested for murdering this man in the theater. Yeah. And, um, and like, I just can't do it. So I'm like, I'm going to, I'm, I'm, I've, I'm sacrificing an A-list ticket and I'm leaving the theater. Man. <laughs> yeah. It was, it do was we, bad. Will we be the last podcast to talk about the Nicole Kidman, uh, bumper? Uh, I I can't yeah. stand it. I'm so tired of it. I can't believe there's yeah. an ad for AMC while we're sitting in AMC. I, I'm like, we're here. Yeah. We got, what do you do? Like, 
We made it. Yeah. We're the last people who need to yeah. see this advertisement. What I hate about it is that it is two things. Two things I hate about it. One is that it's after the trailers. Like, do yeah. it before the tra- like whatever. Right. I get it. Like, oh, they're trying to celebrate this. Uh, the other thing that I've seen like people talk about online is like, I don't think she's ever been in like a like a public movie theater like no. that. Like, she's Nicole no. Kidman. But I also think that her her the way she pronounced like the last. She goes. They are, like she hits that because R. Here, they are, like, because she's yeah Australian, mm-hmm. and she you know the it should sound like they are. Oh yeah, I, I guarantee they asked her to retake that. I'm cur. I'm curious. Yeah. Because oh yeah. Here, they, are. they are. But what? Uh, they really are. The other thing. <laughs> the other thing that I kind of hate about that is that, like. I would, I would be like, I don't mind. It's fine. Whatever. It, it gives me an extra minute and a half when I'm running late to be like, fine. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but like (laughs) some, a couple things I love and kind of think is a missed opportunity. One, uh, I kind of wish that they would have like, if they were going to do it, why not make like the same way that they do certain, certain like things like, like, Oh, check the exits or whatever um beforehand like why not make the movies that she's watching reflect the genre of the movie we're seeing like that would be mm-hmm. kind of neat to kind of switch it up and on that same note something i love on youtube is when people <laughs> people have taken have taken the videos and inserted inserted different movies <laughs> <laughs> it it tickles me so much like one that I haven't been able to re- to find, but I'll 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 try to find some and send it to you. But uh, one is just like every time it cuts to the to the screen, it's another clip from like the end of The Departed where everyone's getting fucking just shot in the head. <laughs> it's yeah. like it's just amazing. It's like um, our heroes look bigger here, and then boom, headshot. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. But All right. Let's spoil it. this. Yes. Let's, let's spoil, spoil this sucker. Uh, yes. Okay. So we're going to go into spoilers for everything everywhere all at once. We're going to hit the trailer when we come back. Spoilers on. So be warned. Here we go. Trailer for the movie. This is Wang. This is Wang. Mrs. Wang, are you with us? I am paying attention. Now, you may only see a pile of receipts, but I see a story. I can see where this story is going. It does not look good. Okay, so we are spoilers on for everything, everywhere, all at once. Um, Mike, how did you feel about the depiction of the multiverse and the mechanics of it? Like how she jumps from, from verse to verse and like, did you, cause I know, I think that you and I, when it comes to like science fiction and kind of high concept science fiction like that, we, I would, I would wager to say, and this isn't a criticism, criticism or anything. I would say that that is an area of film where we are maybe not the most in sync as we are with other genres and other kind of things because, because like I kind of, (laughs) I feel like I am more of a, like, 
yeah, okay. I'm sure that that makes sense. So I'll just go with the flow. <laughs> well, you're yeah. more of a like, like, okay, well, wait, I, like, not, not that either one is right or wrong, but like, I kind of feel like you need a little bit more to, yeah. to buy into it. So I how did do. you feel about it here? Um, that's an interesting. I think you're really spot on. I, I, hmm. I guess you could say I'm more particular hmm. about it, right? Or, or maybe not that a thing needs to be explicit, but yeah. like it can't just be MacGuffin-y. Yeah, yeah. You, right? You don't. Uh, I would <laughs> like. I'm. I'm trying to make it. I'm trying so that it doesn't sound like. Just I'm, say it, man. Yeah. Well, I'm. I don't want it to come across the wrong way, but it's. I'm just more go with the flow kind of thing. Like, <laughs> like I am of the thought that if I can, if I can trick myself into buying into a central concept that uh-huh. is at, at like at best uh-huh. just shaky, like fine, I'll go along with the ride. If it can follow, if I, if I can accept the internal mechanics of it, fine. But nobody has yeah. ever described me as go with the flow. Okay. <laughs> ever about anything i don't know michael just go with the flow no i won't this needs to be explicit please but also that like like you tend to hold hold movies and and tv with like these high concepts more accountable for their stuff because yeah it is a good way to put it yeah it's it's a big thing to buy into and I mean, yeah. So, so how did you feel? Like, did you have any issues with this? Or? Well, I guess, I, I guess, I think of if you're dealing with things like this, for example, mm-hmm. theoretical physics. Yes. Um, I don't know that you're like. I guess my perspective mm-hmm. is that you can't really play it fast and loose. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're kind of making bold claims about the universe and existence, I think you need to have at least a sharpness for it. Otherwise you're kind of um, treating it with a flippancy Mm -hmm. that I don't have. Like I'm not coming from it with a, yeah, whatever, that's fine. uh, Kind of thing. That said, this movie, um, it's not explicit Mm -hmm. with its universe uh, traveling. Um, but it's theoretical physics anyway. Mm-hmm. And so you really can kind of pick your own. And as long yeah. as you kind of stick with that mechanic, I will kind of allow what you're trying to argue. Um, yeah. I, d- I will say, I don't know, I'm doing a little bit of word salad here, but <laughs> um, I didn't leave the theater like questioning the mechanics okay. of the movie. I, I, I bought in enough and maybe nice. personally uh, that speaks to how well the central characters mm-hmm. work. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I kind of, and, and I, I, I was all for it. One of the things I found really interesting is that this movie doesn't get, doesn't doesn't it, it it wisely avoids the trappings of other like high concept science fiction time travel multiverse stuff um by not getting too too in its head or in the audience's head about it it mm-hmm. kind of feels like it like i when i kind of realized that like oh the reason why she had to switch her feet to the ro- to switch her f- shoes to the wrong feet or the reason why he had to do like the paper cuts and everything paper cuts, yeah. mm-hmm. is that like he need like you need to 
to do a specific series of things that are so off the wall and crazy to get to like it to open the door to the to a universe that would lead you to to a an out there concept you mean is this your thought press while your thought process while you're watching it yeah yeah or what you take from it now uh while i'm watching it i was kind of like just really impressed by it like uh, the scene where he's trying to do the do the paper cuts and then uh when they tell her like oh you need to you need to convince her that you love her and then that's what will open you up to yeah 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 or whatever which is okay well, so I think the mechanic there is that they have to make a choice that they wouldn't normally make. Yeah. Right. Which, so that's why they're doing something unique is yeah. to, to create a new branch mm-hmm. of the timeline to connect to something. Yeah. Okay. We're yeah. on the same page. Yep. Um, but the, the, the main one to learn Kung Fu is to lead with kindness and forgiveness is kind of a nod to the end of the film. I think, I think that's a purposeful, like in order to fight, she has to begin with loving somebody who Mm -hmm. is like unlovable. Mm -hmm. Um, I love that. And I, I, and wow. Yeah. I just got hung up on the hot dog finger thing part of it, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think the the hot dog thing is disgusting, but oh, yeah. that, that it's also love is yeah. is really sweet. I, oh, I really absolutely. love that. Um, That's I don't so, know that we've yeah. ever. I don't know that we've ever seen a movie or will ever see a movie that really visualizes what infinity looks like i mean oh, that's yeah. a, i mean that's obviously 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 i'm not an idiot that is obviously impossible to do mm-hmm. um but you know you get a movie it's two hours you can yeah. do a solid six versions of a character yeah. or whatever you 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 kind of want to get like when you see spider-man no way home and mm-hmm. it's like there are infinite infinite <laughs> possibilities and these three characters we're familiar with are the ones that came through. Right. I mean, that is mm. it's impossible, frankly. Sure. I'm trying not to think I'm I'm being I'm I'm playing my part here and I'm trying not to. <laughs> Just um, go with the flow. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, uh no, I I, I don't yeah. um this movie gets the closest I've ever seen. Mm. Um and I and I uh, I think that the reason I am forgiving of some of the um, the vagaries mm-hmm. is that it's like it's having fun with those yeah vagaries yeah right it's being silly that mm-hmm. like to put everything are we talking about spoilers yet yep we're in spoilers okay we're in spoilers yep. that everything is on a bagel is uh, I laughed so hard. I did too. At that that was moment. So awesome. I just was like, Oh my God. And cause you see the characters with the, like the black circle yeah. on their oh, foreheads yeah. throughout. And it's like, okay, look a little cult, whatever. Yeah. Following, um, uh, Jobu Tupaki. Mm-hmm. But like to find out that that's the insignia of the bagel, which that's, represents everything is, ah, that's so, Oh, I love it. it that is, that is, it's such a uniquely everything everywhere all at once thing. Like that is, that is uh-huh. so, it fits so well in, in this, this, this film, this, this world. Um, yeah. it's just, it's so cool. I, I really, I thought it was really cool. Um, something that I, this is something I mentioned on Patreon that I like, I don't know, maybe I'm just, maybe this is 
Um, maybe, maybe this is like armchair, just like this is, this is not a fully formed thought, but I find it interesting that, and I don't know what you remember how, like at the end of the year episode in like 2017 or whatever, whenever, whenever like knives out and ready or not came out and where, where like I had, we, we had talked about how that's an interesting like reflection of our time. Like we're in a time where like a big thing is, you know, like, uh, like wealth disparity and everything. Right. And, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. With this, I just find it interesting that like we we're uh, two years into close to out of who knows where we're at with it, a pandemic and like the, like very, like very just tumultuous time. And so we've got, like the MCU going full multiverse. We've got a two, four making a multiverse movie. We've got Sony animation doing Sony animation, doing Spider-Man into the spider verse. I'm yeah. like, how interesting it is. And it's like, yeah, we're, we're to the point culturally where it's like, maybe we okay, hope there's something yeah, else. We hope there's something else. Go, like anything, yeah. put hot dogs on our fingers. Like that, that's it. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, yeah. I just find, I think there's that. So I was, I was trying to kind of, almost predict like what you were going to say or mm-hmm. what is the commentary and, and maybe we'll kind of be able to say at the end of the year, yeah. uh, what, what that thing is that this year is, but, mm-hmm. um, it's obviously still early, but yeah. to me, like absurdity is mm-hmm. almost kind of like the prevailing yeah. theme of movies lately. It's just like, everything is so absurd. Yeah. Let's just lean into the absurdity, absurdity, the absurdity of giving Michael Bay a drone to film stuff. with. <laughs> I think that movie was absurd. Yeah. I honestly, I did too, but I was entertained by it. Yeah. I really enjoyed it, but that's neither here nor there. Um, there was another comment I was going to make, but it's spoilers for different movies. I think we talked about it anyway. Anyway, sure connections between like scream and another movie that Mm. recently came out. Oh, Oh yeah. Uh, Yeah. Anyway. um, So we gotta, we gotta kind of wrap up soon and and I don't want to like hard cut it off. Um, no, we're fine. I want to just kind of mention a few, a few moments that I would be remiss if we didn't mention, uh, and sincere, sincere apologies to if, if one of my students listens to this, Mm -hmm. uh, I'm, I'm sorry. The scene with the well, we'll just say the employee of the month. Yes, the 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 auditor of the month award trophies. Yeah, I'll say that. Yep. <clears throat> the scene with the auditor of the month trophies. I mean, I cackled for whatever oh, it was me, six minutes straight. Me too. Just and, and like <laughs> in the in the the like the arc of that scene where like yes. they're kind of fighting and then he like do, was messing with his belt and it's like, mm-hmm. Oh my God, that's where they're, <laughs> that's where he's going yeah. to like the big, like jump off the top rope body slam onto it <laughs> to like yep. them hanging as they're doing this really well choreogra- mm-hmm. choreographed and uh, intricately framed and shot fight. Choreogra- uh, choreography oh yeah um, and they're just like dangling there and then she kind of like pulls them out almost like she pulls swords out mm-hmm. you know from yes oh i just laughed so hard the, and i think you hit on the hit hit on the point really well like it's the absurdity of it the yeah. absolute absurdity of it yeah 
Yeah. And it's not even like the movie. It, the movie does take it, take itself. It is earnest and it's, and it's portrayal and everything, but just like, it is so confident in its absurdity. That's why it works so yep. incredibly well. Yep. It's, it's just, and it doesn't like great. hang its hat on absurdity. No. I, I don't think that that's like the crux of the movie. No. It, it's that's something that I was going to say. And I forgot when we were talking about Swiss army man, like Swiss army man is again, a kind of a, an absurdist kind of idea. This corpse, right. this farting corpse. Um, and like you said, in non-spoiler, that movie does kind of, wear out its welcome it kind of has a little bit of a of a straightforward premise that doesn't really evolve all that much but what i remember kind of honing in on that is the human aspect of it that that human connection that plays out that that the subtext of that and what i find with everything everywhere all at once is that it's like the daniels have evolved from that to having this just vast absurd concept that is so just malleable to different scenarios throughout the entire movie while also having an incredibly well-rounded emotional through line and emotional subtext of this family uh family family drama and everything that is so layered and so rich and it's just it's beautiful like it's absolutely Mm -hmm. beautiful i think in my Mm -hmm. letterbox review i mentioned like like I rated it four and a half stars and it is going to be up there on my top 10, I'm sure. But I like, like thinking about it, I was like, I, I could see this going up to five stars. My next time I see it, like this could be a five star for me. Um, just, just so, so incredible. Yeah. Uh, yep. We would be fools to not mention Jamie Lee Curtis. Apparently her character's name is Deirdre Bobeirdre, which I was not, (laughs) aware of until i, I saw that was the last name on imdb it's teardra bobeardra which i love i love this movie yeah. so much so she is just having a blast the oh, time yeah. of her life and i and i you know i have a pretty non-secret crush on right. jamie lee curtis uh and she's i just love her so much she's oh, yeah. so fantastic and so hilarious mm-hmm. in this um you want me to kind of make my final thought and then Let's and then you it. can kind of do a final thought and yeah. wrap it up. Oh yeah. So what I was hinting at in no spoilers is that um while the action and the events and the emotional arc happens to Evelyn, uh Michelle Yao's character, mm-hmm. uh I do think like the emotional center of the movie is Wayman's character, K mm-hmm. Kwan. Um and what I was alluding to in non-spoilers is that he begins as this unassuming dweeb mm-hmm. uh who like she's annoyed with and he's like so upset by their relationship that he is yeah. the one who wants to get a divorce. And then he's this like badass action mm-hmm. star there's a really cool, very Jackie Chan esque uh, uh, kung fu yes. uh, choreography scene that's really awesome. Mm-hmm. And then so he kind of dips in and out of this uh, this martial arts um, based character, and then this dweeby husband character yeah. forth back and forth. But the film is book ended like the hero is not that martial arts version. It's it's this guy who is the dweeb. Mm-hmm. And then the film kind of suggests that like of all the things that you could do, kindness mm-hmm. is a strength and that violence is a weakness. Mm-hmm. 
Right. And so that's kind of why I say early on, she has to tell Deidre that she loves her to kind of begin that process of understanding that if you begin with love and kindness, uh, you maybe don't have to resort to violence. And then obviously, yeah, yeah, isn't that great? Oh, yeah. And then so the the movie kind of crescendos with this big fight scene where she's just like, she's grabbing people. She's fixing people like taking people and like putting their hands together so they can hold hands. It's incredible. Fixing a guy's like, like, like back or whatever his neck. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. His, his nerve pinch or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and just kind of leading with kindness, discovering that on her own mm-hmm. and then realizing that, that that's the angle that her husband takes is Mm -hmm. is this kindness and she put up these walls which i think were built by her father gong gong yeah played by james hong Mm -hmm. uh and then and and wayman kind of helps her tear down those walls and then hopes to break that cycle uh with her daughter and i just as a kind of an Mm anti-violent kindness forward person Mm -hmm. When you see a movie this fun and this interesting and this rich and subtextual that also like speaks to your own ethos, Mm -hmm. uh, you have something special. Um, And that's why I think this movie is so special. Mm -hmm. I mean, it it works as its own. I think a lot of people would like it, but it speaks to me on a level that kind of matches up with my worldview. Nice. That is beautifully said. And uh Thanks, man. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, I I don't really have much else to add. To it. <laughs> um I loved I really loved this movie and we're we're going to be talking about it in January, I'm sure. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And it's just man, I don't know. 2022, man. So far, I mean, good stuff so far. Very good stuff so far and yeah. Man, I I don't know. I'm excited. Also, I know you weren't as big a fan of this, but I mean, the Batman is on HBO Max now. <laughs> yeah, might, people you, loved that movie. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, I'll go ahead you and did. say it. Yeah, I might you do did. a commentary track on uh, Patreon for it. Um, yeah, but anyway, um, I don't really have any other thoughts. I thought I I've said my piece. It's it's a fantastic movie. Um, if you if you're listening to this and you're on the fence about it, uh, and it's playing in a theater near you, go see it in a theater. I mean, yeah, I, I'll say I don't mean to be elitist or a movie hipster or film mm-hmm. snob, but I don't think that this movie's for everybody. No, uh, I it, it, I would hesitate to like recommend it to everybody. Mm-hmm. I know that there were people in our theater who we're not laughing at the jokes. Mm. I, I, I sound like such an a-hole. Like I, I got <laughs> it on a level that people didn't understand, but like in that uh, auditor of the month award mm. scene, yeah. Jake and I are like mm. losing our minds. Cause it's yeah. so funny. And this woman kind of two seats down, like gets up to go use the bathroom. Oh, wow. And we're like, man, I, yeah. You don't. I think I, I don't know what she said, but she was kind of like, "Uh, uh I was like, oh, this is that's not for you." So counterpoint, I, 
what if she was going to the bathroom to use her own? You might be right. Of the month she was like, oh, that's right. Yeah. She just remembered. You're yeah. probably right. You're probably right. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah. But I, I think that it's the type of movie that you don't like the absurdity level of it. The just kind of the the uniqueness of it um, is something you don't really see. And I just I I would really like to see you know. Uh, people see it in the theaters. Yeah. When if you like funny, weird kung fu mm-hmm. with a heart, you'll like it. Yes. Oh yeah. And I think that'll do it for our review of Everything Everywhere All at Once. Um, Mike, do you want to give just a quick, like, one sentence reaction to X? Because I haven't talked to you about X. Um. Oh just really yeah. Random. I know. Oh, I don't know about one sentence, uh, but I, I'll kind of give an abbreviated. Yeah. I really loved it. That nice. it's my one of the things. Have you you've seen it? Yeah. Okay. Um, so Ty West is um, kind of an unsung hero of, of that genre, mm-hmm. and I don't know that he has the like the best eye, or he sure. writes the best scripts, or that he you know his themes are otherworldly i mean Mm -hmm. it's a slasher film you know i don't mean to pretend that it's high art but what he does better than any director i can think of and directors who are trying it i mean Mm -hmm. like rob zombie at the top of his game is trying to recreate the 70s look yeah and i don't know how ty west does it but Mm -hmm. it is not just a movie filmed in 1974 or 76 whatever it is it it looks like it was filmed in 76 yeah and i just can't believe he's able to achieve that mm-hmm. his other uh masterpiece is house of the devil which yes. is one of my favorites love it and it just looks like i wish i could explain to people it's not just set in 1982 mm-hmm. it looks like it was filmed in yeah. 1982 like you would be confused if you didn't know any better and put it up side by side with mm-hmm. one that was filmed uh, uh the same year that it takes place um, so I loved that aesthetic of it. Um, nice. I also thought the kills were great. It, I, <laughs> yeah. I mean, slashers are back in a oh, big yeah. way and I'm so excited about that. Cause that's, that's bread and butter for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was great. I, I loved it a lot. Nice. Yeah. I just there's a, to get there's that a chance. There's a chance I'll be talking about it at the end of the year nice. as well. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I really dug it. Um, there was some elements of it that, you know, eh, but I, I really liked the overall thing and I'm excited for Pearl. Like, I think that that's awesome that it's just, he's already filmed a prequel. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's cool. For um, sure. yeah. All right. Well, uh, before we go, Mike, why don't you tell us where we can find you online and where, uh, we can find the new theme song. So excited. Uh, yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah, that's right. We did. We did do the theme song. I hope you like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a person, you can find me just about anywhere at I am Mike White, specifically on Twitter. Uh, as a member of the band, we are as good as it gets uh, or as good as it gets. Music is where you can find all of our information. The song nice. comes out tomorrow. Uh, you will find both the the full version of the song and the theme song version of the song. And if you do like it, and if you're still listening, uh, this is not one of our longer episodes, so hopefully yeah. you're still listening. Yeah, oh, um, I'm sure they are. 
<laughs> the thing that helps us out the most if you do like it is if you share the song uh and more than anything if you add the song to your playlists mm-hmm. on spotify or on apple music we would appreciate that so much you can find it anywhere as good as it gets hoped you liked it hell yeah thank you so much mike it's uh obviously a pleasure to talk to you all the time um mm-hmm. yeah. and thank you so much for you know putting in the work to make our theme song i think it's funny do you ever think about like the behind the scenes of the podcast you listen to like how often Mm. like we're recording this conversation but we Mm. talk to each other every day oh yeah oh yeah you know what i mean i I wonder if people i yeah think about that with other podcasts like are they texting each other every day i don't well here's the thing i don't no other podcast exists except for the three that you know <laughs> that uh, that I that are under my banner. That's right. But if That's there true. were, I would wonder like what what like what goes on behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah. Which, if you're listening to this and you're wondering, you can check out Patreon at Patreon.com/slash right. for the B-roll stuff and a bunch of extra content. Um, yeah, including the song shop recording on both our patreon and your guys's patreon uh, as good as it gets um yeah and uh yeah so that should do it for this episode of the podcast thank you guys so much for listening um uh since since we didn't say it at the beginning my twitter handle is at obsessive viewer on twitter <laughs> and you can find me at i am mike white on twitter there you go and also follow us on letterbox it's great um yeah and i'm gonna go ahead and play us out uh thank you guys so much for listening and uh i think next week Oh, I'm going to have an episode about the bad guys and another episode with uh, Ben about the Northmen. And we're going to be doing a bunch of stuff. So, uh, yeah. So, anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. And uh, we'll see you next time. And now, here's a short clip from our Patreon-exclusive RSS feed. To hear the full clip and more exclusive Patreon content, go to patreon.com slash obsessiveviewer and become a patron at the minimum rate of $1 per month. Thank you and enjoy. Like, this this was a whole thing, but like in my new apartment, um, some something happened to where the, the glaze of the tub, like, was eroded. Um, uh-huh. I won't say why. I won't say there. It, it, no one's at fault. But they had to reglaze my bathtub. And uh, so I had to, they told me that like I had to be out of the apartment for 24 hours while they did that because of the fumes and everything. So I needed to take pizza out of the apartment. And we stayed over at my girlfriend Jess's apartment for 24 hours. And she has a cat and pizza is a cat and pizza does not like other cats. So I felt terrible. Uh Yeah. I felt terrible because she was locked in the bathroom pretty much all day and all night. And I felt like I would go into the bathroom to comfort her. And then she'd be like hissing at me and like growling at the door. Um, so yeah, so it was, it was a tumultuous time. You monster. Um, I know, I know, but we're home and everything's okay. Uh, and the tub, uh, works like a dream now. Um, (laughs) it holds that water like you wouldn't believe this podcast was edited and produced by Matt Hurt and presented by obsessiveviewer.com you can find links to all of our shows at obsessiveviewer.com slash podcasts for exclusive bonus content including reviews commentaries and b-roll episodes you can subscribe to our patreon at patreon.com slash obsessiveviewer thank you so much for listening and we'll see you in the next episode